Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated podcast. I am your dungeon master, Anthony Reed. This is episode 21, and it is part of the Ancient Secrets story arc. Uh, I always tell you that I'm your dungeon master, and it's true. Uh, I consider you, the audience, a part of the table. You know, we have a five-person table, and you've got a seat to sit here with us and play a game of Dungeons and & Dragons, and that's why the community over at our Discord, which you can find links to in the show notes or on our website, adventuringpod.com, is so important to me. It's a great way for me to uh, talk to all of you, or at least all of you who are currently there, uh, and have a conversation and a chat about the show, uh, how you're uh, feeling about it, where you think it's going. We have a great little community that chats about every episode that comes out, and I love it. I can't get enough of it. So uh, head over to the Discord if you have not already done so, and come and chat with us about the show uh, that you are a member of. Uh, also, a big thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash adventureinc, who are also a big part of the show, I guess twofold. They're, they're twice, they're, you know, I've got like six seats at the table. It's uh, uh, four players, uh, one for the audience, and one for the patrons, who I guess are taking up an extra seat. I don't, I, the metaphor is very strained, but I appreciate them so much over at patreon.com uh, slash adventureinc uh, for supporting the show, for helping us out, for giving us a little bit of their hard-earned money. Uh, to tell us, hey, we like what you're doing, we think you're doing a good job, and we want you to keep doing it. And we will say to them, okay, yeah, let's, well, we can make that happen. Um, and so thank you to them. That's all. Let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Billroth, the ranger. She's a grimalkin, that's, uh, but that's understood. No pets allowed, even though she's not a pet. I will wait outside. Everyone, if anyone needs anything, I am outside. Scarpin, the cleric. Should I just try and snipe them from over here? Yeah, okay. I did say they were as good as dead. I would hate for, for my, you know, to break my word on our first contract as Adventure Incorporated. Ellery, the bard. We would want you to leave this warehouse. He points behind him. Mm-hmm. Church! Oh, sorry. We want you to leave this church. Deerin, the wizard. He say you no worship Shattered Fang. Yeah, man, he's like super wrong. We love Broken Tooth, uh, Shattered Fang, man. Prepare yourselves, for these are the tales of Adventure Incorporated. Uh, let's get started. You have sat down in the back of this tavern with, uh, Doran, who is a bard. Uh, he was happy to regale you with some stories of demons uh, if you are willing to buy him a meal. Uh, and uh, so that's where we think we'll pick up is if you're if you're willing, I don't want to I don't want to presume that you're willing to <laughs> front this bill did, for old Doran. I mean, did we exchange enough money? <laughs> we did 25 yes. gold. We ended up doing 10 gold. 10 gold. Uh, <laughs> no, we ended up only doing five because everyone was, I feel everyone like, told me 10 was too much. I feel like we, the answer is yes though, right? I think you probably have enough to pay for a meal. Yeah. Uh, for Dorn the Bard. 
if that's your if that's your inclination. If not, you can tell him to pound sand, I guess. No, absolutely. Oh, hi. Is not then I'm thrilled. I can't wait to share my stories with all of you and answer any questions you might have and uh, enjoy a nice, delicious meal here at the tavern. Uh, uh, I am just passing through and I am uh, weary from travel and it seems that you are probably not from around here either. Uh, no, we are uh, from a, from somewhere else, but we would love to hear some stories about demons. I don't know if I will know more than uh, you may, for instance. I suspect you probably have more first-hand knowledge with uh, the demon folk than I do. Uh, but you I can tell you what I've heard. You'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, don't undersell yourself. You'd think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, then, well, well uh, what stories would you like to hear? Uh, there are... Uh, many stories to tell about the demon folk and what they have done to this place and the people that they have hurt along the way, and I'm willing to share them. I think it would be most beneficial if we could hear the ones that are, you know, the stories, you know, the stories that are recent enough uh, to be, you know, categorized as as as. Uh, what do you call topical? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a <laughs> that's a good word, Scarpin. Topical demon story. I'm trying to put my lips over my teeth, and all of a sudden, I don't know what words are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my my brain has aged with my voice. <laughs> uh, what about like current events? Is the word I was looking for. I'm sorry, dear, and continue. Well, I was just gonna say, like, what about ones where like the humans are like the you know we win. I I don't have a lot of stories like that. Uh, I would say that the seven demons, the seven greater demons who lead the demon armies, uh, if those are the people that uh, we could most pay attention to in our storytelling, then I guess I can, I can share with you uh, stories of the soul leader and stories of the accuser, uh, stories of the strangers... And stories of the Princess of Darkness herself. These are Anthony, stories I can share. Yes. Yes. We, do we, can we infer that there were seven that came out of the portal? You saw six that came out of the portal. Okay. Sorry. Thank nope, you. Nope, that's fine. I saw two. I <laughs> no, you saw all six. No, you just I... <laughs> only recognized two. Right. <laughs> like, okay. you only were able to wrap your head around the appearance of two of them before you were unconscious. One, if you're Mike. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, Deeran, Deeran saw, like, a foot come out, uh, and he was done. That's terrifying. <laughs> Got the vapors. Yeah. I guess then yeah. I shall start at the beginning. And any information you can include about, you know... Uh, like Deeran said, how they've been beaten, that would be, or, you know, you know, the, their weaknesses, that would be the most important thing to, to focus on, I think. Hmm. Well, there are some who claim that the demon generals have no weaknesses, that they are impossible to defeat. Of course. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to hear a story from them, though, man. I want to hear one from you. Ah, a clever, a clever man here. One who knows what he's looking for. And I will say that of all the secret places... And that I have searched and f tried to find information on these uh, uh, demon 
and greater demons, I will say that I have been uh, unsuccessful in finding information about how we might defeat the greater demons alone. And now, of course, everyone knows that demons themselves are more susceptible to silver. That if you can uh, strike at them with a weapon of pure silver, that that will pierce them in a way that other weapons will not. But that's common knowledge. I don't mean oh, to talk down to course. you about that. <clears throat> of course that is. And Belroth writes that down in his uh, <laughs> notebook. Really. Uh, and Deeran swaps out one of his uh, stones spinning around the top of his uh, staff for one silver coin. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, everybody knows that. Uh, as he does the other one as well. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Doran uh, and, and Deeran. And, and, uh, I, I, I didn't. And I would appreciate you talk to me like I, uh, you know, a five-year-old. <laughs> well, I suppose it may be true that the stories of the demon folk have not reached you, wherever you are from, good sir. Uh, the uh, northeast. Yes, I, I have met uh, only one other turtle, um, and it was far to the north, on the northern ridges of the uh, mountain ranges. And I will say that uh, it is very odd to see one of your kind down here, and it looks like you may have a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a, like a flu or a cold. You look maybe sort of pale uh, from what it's I might a, expect. It's a sunburn, and you know, it's, a, it's in the peeling stage. Ah, Yes, of course. Uh, well, and I and I don't mean to uh, offend you. Of course, I just I'm worried about you. Uh, looking out for your well-being. Thank you. You know, you're very generous. Thank you. Well, then let me begin for you uh, from the very from the most basic. Uh, yes, indeed, that silver is uh, what we use to uh, pierce the heart of a of a demon. Uh, to to really cut them down. Not that any time you face a demon will it be easy. But that will be uh, a way that might make fighting lesser demons easier. Uh, the demons come in many varieties. There are hundreds of thousands of the lesser demons that roam the lands that we fight. Then there are the large demons. The ones who, uh, you know, an army might face. A large demon and his minions. And then there are the greater demons. Those are the ones who move in ways that are beyond armies and men. They are crafty, difficult to face in the best of scenarios. And in fact, as I said, I'm not sure they have weaknesses. Although there are some who claim that there are ways for us to beat them. And I think that is what the general is trying to do. But what? I will tell you of them. What ways does the general claim to have the answer? I, I mean, is it public knowledge what they think the weaknesses, the plan to defeat these demons might be? I have it on... I should be honest with you, I suppose. I am working with the general. It is my oh. job to come to these places and gather up forces that will be willing to join him in our campaign. Insight check. I don't know if I believe him. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll an insight check. We bought him dinner. Come on. Times are tough. I rolled a 20 plus 2. 22. Before he says this, there is a very significant shift in his demeanor that makes you think, like, 
he actually feels like you caught him in a lie and he has to come clean. Okay. Uh, so about the thing that, like, we caught him in a lie that he's a bard that we bought dinner or we yes. caught him in the lie yeah, that, that he was like kind of trying to pretend he wasn't part of the army. And now he's oh. like, all right, okay, here's the deal. Uh, he's like coming clean. Uh, oh, okay. I do work for the general and it is my job to drum up support that when he arrives uh, in the next day, he can call upon the people here who have been emboldened to join our cause. And I tell you that because I think you four would make excellent candidates for that. To join us in the battle against the demons. Where we go now, we believe this to be our last stand. And if what we attempt will not work, then I don't know what will. We, the General, has been in touch with one of the Archons. The Archon tied to the Titan Durath. The Archon says that they can see with the Titan's eyes and that they know of a way to stop what is coming. The Archon requested the gems that have been mined in this place. And they have requested enough silver to fill four wagon loads. We are bringing those things to the Archon and the Archon is supposed to use them to create for us the means by which we can stop this. We are traveling from here with the gems to the Archon. And then from there, whatever we can do. I'm so sorry to interrupt, Doran. What is Archon? I haven't heard this term before. Oh, I'm, I am so sorry. I, I do not know what uh, strange religious beliefs you might have, uh, you and your people. Uh, but... Lots. We... <laughs> we have our acolytes of the Titans. Those who are connected to the, the powers that those titans have brought to bear. And of the acolytes, the one most connected to any given titan is the archon. And each titan has an archon that is associated with them. Darath's archon has been the most vocal in trying to help us against the demon threat. And while no acolyte or archon will stand by while a demon lays waste, they are limited in what they can do about the demon threat. Their powers do not seem to have an effect on the demons as they do other things. But like, uh, is that the only titan that's like trying to help out? Or are there others? I think the others help in small ways. Like how? Specifically, each of them. <laughs> <laughs> Talb has tried to pass through his acolytes information 
about the demons. Some of the stories that I carry now, I heard from acolytes of Talp. And I believe that those stories are meant to guide us, meant to help us at least protect ourselves. The Titans, they want us to be safe. They want us to be protected. They want us to take our power into our own hands. The Acolytes of Voris brought sorcery to the world. They did so so we would have a tool to use. They gave us, those of us capable of harnessing them, the magics. For Jeanne, it's been... Well, let's say not all of the Titans have a direct way that they seem to be helping us. I am sure that... I am sure that Jeanne is not sympathizer of demon kind, but how they might be helping with us. The Acolytes, they seem to stay out of it. And then, of course, Shannerel. Shannerel had her own way of helping when she split the Demon Isles off from the land, tore them apart, and filled the ocean between them. That didn't. That helped for a while. It has not helped forever, obviously. Wow. Yeah, sorry uh, for, you know, uh, I guess I meant like everybody knows about Shannerel splitting the world and stuff, you know. Uh, I guess I meant like, you know, what... Uh, what now actively you know you know what i mean yeah what have they done for us lately yeah no i agree that is at least giraffe is like coming around with like a you know a plan to help us out you know and truly like everybody knows all the stuff about talb and morris (laughs) you know and i would agree with you i don't know i am frustrated by what seems to be apathy. But as I was once told to me by an acolyte, we live such short, frail lives, and the Titans move on the scale of the world, that it can be difficult for us to perceive their movements. It can be difficult for us to know the tide we're in when it shifts. Just as a river bend might move so slowly that the stick does not notice its movement. We too are shaped by the Titans, even if we do not realize it. I have a question. I may be of the Demon Isles, but I was not raised on the Demon Isles. I was raised in a a distant forest, uh, in a settlement known as Prosperity. And... uh, The people there worship a titan, often uh, named, or often given the title, the All-Seer. And I have a theory that this, they are just merely referring to the same titan by a different name. But I'm not familiar with the way you refer to these titans in the same way. Um, So if you could just clarify if one of those titans is the All-Seer, or I've heard Worldbinder... 
I've heard they all these different titles. All seer and worldbinder are not things that I have ever heard associated with the Titans. I guess you could say they all would fit those monikers. Perhaps they, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps you worship all the Titans as a single entity. How about Colliestro? The child? What What are they doing for us? <laughs> I do not know what one expects from a child. Well, a child titan is still impressive. Certainly. Uh, the child titan is kept safe from the demon threat. They are protected by the titans. They are hope for the future. They are our beacon, should the titans fail. No. According to doctrine. Sure, sure. You ever think that, like, maybe, uh, you know, uh, the folks who think everything's all connected, like, all the way, you know, uh, maybe they might be right about this whole thing, you know? In my experience... Those who think everything is all connected all the way often miss the subtlety and nuance of coincidence. Yeah, but that's like just what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Well, that's fair. You know, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, who knows? I do think I will tell you this. I think it is almost certainly true that things are more connected than people ever realize. Except the people who think it's all connected. Less than they think, (laughs) but more than most people realize. It's a split the difference, uh, really, uh, is the right amount of connected. That's like a really interesting theory. (laughs) Is... Is there a reason that um, the Titan split the Demon Isles off, split it into seven isles for the seven Demon Generals? Is that a coincidence or is that a connection? Oh, that's a great question, man. That is a great question. And should you ever have an opportunity to speak with a Titan, uh, you know, maybe that would be something to ask. I don't know if they're correlated or not. Uh... I mean, my only understanding of... I grew up insulated from the whole Ark Grand grand Demon thing. I'm only recently a traveler, believe it or not. Um, But I do have some old stories of them. And they were just told to me as they were things to scare children uh, so they would go to sleep and not uh, complain to their parents too much. Things, you know, those sort of kind of barbaric folklore fairy tales that are just nobody enjoys and are really dark and you're wondering when someone wrote this what were they going through one of those he he like looks around himself he's like i I wouldn't tell these stories if children were around these are truly (laughs) horrific and terrifying things that could happen to someone and we wouldn't want to worry children that this could be occurring i'm like my I, i just want to clarify that my upbringing was very peculiar Okay, I just want I, to clarify. I would say so, yes. Uh, I, I, also, I also do believe that children can handle more than adults often believe they can. But we like that's to neither think they will Oh, yeah, my grandma, 
My grandma always said that, you know, kids are responsible for all of the all of the elements of their chores just as much as adults are because if children don't participate in the workings of the village, you know, then the village isn't going to operate the best it, it, it can. Wait, they make the kids work where you're from? Well, it's it's not really it's not really working. It's just being part of a community. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if you if you've got little hands that can, you know, milk the baby goats. <laughs> Why are you milking the baby goats? <laughs> hey, hold on, <laughs> poor baby goats. Hillary, <laughs> 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 I, I think I've realized you may have been given busy work. <laughs> oh no, I was I was the best one at at, at you know milking <laughs> the baby goats. <laughs> I got was, more milk so from baby goats than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I like to think that Ellery would come back with a bucket of milk when they didn't, of course, expect there to be any milk. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, I totally milked all the baby goats. And they're like, they're she like found, oh, she God. Found <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to, like, not disappoint them. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. <laughs> we seem to have gone uh, astray. I, I feel yeah, like we sorry, have, man. Yes. You know, but like, maybe, what? you know, maybe there's a purpose to all this, right? Like maybe it's the youth, uh, you know, that, that might save us or whatever. Maybe. I also think that if I walk into town and fearmonger about demons to the children of the town, uh, the parents are going to be far less likely to help me out when it comes time to uh, hook them up with the general and move on I, from here. I wasn't suggesting you read scary stories to your children. I'm just saying your children might like it a little bit more than you think. And I, I think maybe for us, uh, I don't know how secluded your village is, but for Very. us where the, th where the danger and threat is so real, uh, they're not really like the scary stories so much as things to be aware of to protect yourself. You know, uh, sure. traveling at yeah, night. It's like advisory or whatever. Yes, uh, traveling at night without a gorget or some way to protect your neck uh, is going to make uh, Nosferat a problem. Right? You you could be set upon by Nosferat, the, the blood taker, the night stalker. Uh, you know, oh. and if you are taken by the beast and turned into one of his... Uh, living drones or or turned into one of his children uh, you will turn against your own people used as a weapon of the demons against your family and friends oh yeah that would be so that would that would be that would be terrible wait nosferat is one of the demons yes one of the greater demons oh okay. tell us about him man yeah Nosferat is the servant of the Princess of Darkness. He is her informant. He uh, gathers people to him, like uh, through some means of beguiling them. And then he controls them. He feeds on their life force and controls their thoughts and can read what they have learned. And he will use them amongst the populace to gather information, to turn more informants, and to return that information to him. 
He is her spymaster. He can take the form of animals, vermin mostly. He can travel as mist on the wind. And he carries he has two fangs, obviously, that he can use to drain his victims of their life mm. force, feeding himself. Is he like super strong? Well, they are all super strong. But yes, he is very, very strong. They do not call him the beast because uh, he is frail and weak. Oh, no, I just, I wasn't. That's true, man. Good point. (laughs) There. What about the other, what about the other demon generals? Can you maybe run through, like, you know, think of it as like an anthology, like a short story version of each of them. There is the soul leader, the Midnight Star. Uh, He is uh, all heavily cloaked. He carries long scythes. Where there is death, you will find the Midnight Star. He arrives on battlefields where once enough people have been slain, he will show up and more are sure to die. Like on horseback? Occasionally. And he will rend through soldiers with these blades on his arms that no metal will stop. He is... He is death incarnate. Uh, Not even silver can uh, fight this creature. I suspect you would have the best chance with silver. Oh. But truly, I don't know. The accuser. She is... She is the political arm of the princess. When one needs dealing with, kept in line, for those villages and towns that early on submitted to demon rule, she would be there. Draining the emotion from people. She can quiet a room with a glare. And she can kill just as quickly. She was used mostly to quiet resistance. In places that had opted for trying a diplomatic solution with the demons. It should be noted that that has not worked anywhere it was tried. All were conquered in time. Old Scratch, the Whisperer of Lies, the Assassin for the Princess. He can slip in and out of shadow, darkness. He seems to move freely between darkness, pools of darkness, as though they are gateways to him. When he finds you and consumes you, there is often little left, except that which he chooses to leave as a symbol of your passing. He typically leaves something to identify the person by. Most often the head. That's the easiest. 
uh, Deeran, like, is visibly shaking as he lifts his ale uh, to take a big, heavy sip. Yeah, and Scarpin kind of turtles his head a bit. <laughs> Belroth is unfazed. <laughs> the strangers are her agents of chaos. There are two of them, though I cannot tell you what they look like, for they are able to take the form of mortals. Some claim that they have been overtaken by the strangers, that they have uh, acted on the strangers' accord, that they were not of their own mind. I think some people claim that as an excuse to, for actions they'd rather they had not done. But I think that there is some validity that that could be true. Whether they take the shape of a person or simply control a person, I do not know. But we do know that the strangers cause mayhem. And when they are together, they cause even more mayhem. Their power seems to increase significantly when they are together. And then there is the Princess of Darkness herself. She is protected heavily by her demons. Not just the greater demons, but a whole series of demons that are not of the same power level, but are still far more powerful than those that we see roaming around. She is the one we know least about, but she seems to be the mastermind, the puppet master behind it all. She controls all the actions. She is not a hedonist. She is not one who has taken her power and let it rule her. She is not an empty suit. From our knowledge, she demands the loyalty of her demons, and they willingly give it. These are the things we know about the demons. And it is not much. But we know that there is little that we can do. Because as time passes, our numbers dwindle. And their numbers only seem to grow. And their armies are comprised of demons, obviously. Mm -hmm. And also uh, Nosferatu's children, you said. Uh, are there other types of, of turned... You said their numbers keep getting bigger. Are, are there other, other, other kinds of people who've been turned by demons into other sorts of monsters? Uh, he glances at Belroth, and then he glances away, um, and he says, Those who are born in the service of the princess find themselves changed. That is where the tieflings come from. They are those who are born within her sphere of influence. Many of the human elven dwarven villages that 
acquiesced to their control in fear that it would destroy them, within two generations, they are demonkin. Okay, and you haven't heard any stories of, um, oh, I don't know, people who are uh, not exactly alive, uh, but also not exactly dead. Uh, maybe they have specific diets that don't include human food. Scarbin turtles more. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a way you might be able to describe those who have been touched by the Nosferat. But I... They are dead. Make no mistake. Those... Oh, oh I won't. Turned by Nosferat, touched by him, transformed by him. Their soul is gone. Their life is gone. They are dead. Mm-hmm. So how do we sign up? Well... In Am I allowed? Because it seems as though, well, I, it, I'm i getting the vibe that you want these three, and I am here. I don't know if other by kind are allowed, so. Few. Uh, okay. And I would say that the general will undoubtedly want to vet you oh, okay. Bef before he allows such a thing. But I do not think it, it's not a no. <laughs> Excellent. At this point, the is general he... is pretty interested in taking anyone who is willing to help, though do not be surprised if you find yourself surrounded by people he trusts. Yeah, man, if, like, if if he needs, like, anybody to, like, vouch for Belroth or whatever, like, I'd definitely do it. Thank you. I'm not sure how much uh, weight that will carry, uh, yeah. as you are traveling with him, uh, but I will inform them that he is not, to your knowledge, holding you captive in a way that you would be willing to share. So I suppose really no validity. There's no weight that you could give me here. Uh, no <laughs> assurance that I could be trusted, really. But but I appreciate it. I mean, like, I definitely don't listen to him if that's what you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he could, he could vouch for hold that. On. Uh, hold on, don't. <laughs> I, and I do not mean to... Uh, I do not mean you any offense, sir, because uh, I do not believe that to be the case. I think that, um, frankly, there are uh, far more destructive things to be doing with a uh, one who is in control, who is being controlled by the demons, than send them to this backwater uh, and uh, try to infiltrate what we are doing here. Hopefully what we are doing... Uh, you know, we expect that probably most of the demons know what we are attempting to do, and that will not be the deciding factor as to whether or not it happens. Belroth pets Freya on the head, kind of ponders that for a second, and also sees if this guy is eyeing Freya nervously, because <laughs> I imagine he's never seen a Freya before. I, he actually doesn't really seem to... Uh... He does not seem to react to Freya. Wow, <laughs> in a, in a all right. meaningful way. <laughs> Good. 
still pet her on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, uh, uh, Doran, uh, one one other question is seems important. What, what do they, what do the demons want? Why, why won't they just leave us alone? Uh, from anything we have been able to determine, it seems that the demons have only one thing that they care about, and that is destruction. They seek to tear this place to the ground, destroy anything in their path. They cannot be reasoned with. They cannot be controlled. They cannot be bargained. We can fight them, and we usually fail. And they burn, and they kill. We have held our ground in places. We have pushed them back from time to time. And it was easier in the past than it is now. As I said, our numbers dwindle, and we do not... Well, we do not bring people back as they seem to be able to. I, um, weird question to ask, and I don't know if you even have the answer. Of the spellcasters, maybe in the army, in the, this, this strike force, whatever, um, how do they describe the difference between the ways, you know, we would cast, or you would cast magic versus how the demon kind would cast magic does it does it do i don't even know if you know enough about magic i only know he's like very academic and kind of a snob man i will uh so like the question's not like he doesn't mean to be like hurtful with it you know well i was just being accurate but yes that's fair are you are you saying you you cast magic me um i i dabble in some Various uh, arcane trickery, but not uh, not magic itself. Um, it's more it's smoke and mirrors more than anything. Uh, yeah, he means like this, uh, and he like uh, tries to do a coin trick uh, where like he makes a coin appear and disappear with his hand, like with prestidigitation. No, uh, with. <laughs> with- Slide close of up hand. magic. Yeah, oh. close up magic. Uh, <laughs> Deeran gets a 13. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you uh, you pick up the coin, you like flip it up, you palm it, uh, and then you drop it on the table. Uh, yeah. Like you're so close to palming it. It looks like, it looks great <laughs> for a second and then it falls. I, I, I'm barely. Ah. I see. Yes, of course. Of mm. course. I, I study uh, magic and am fascinated by actual magic, but I don't. No actual magic. So few do. I would have been surprised. Mm. uh, And I would have, I mean, that would, it's too bad. I mean, certainly if you could uh, throw fire from the sky, then it would. That would be so impressive. Any eyes, Deeran? But uh, I don't expect that to be uh, something that, you know, wanderers would, I mean, you'd be. Uh, some sort of court mage, obviously. If you could touch mm. the gifts of uh, that were given to you by Voris, you would be a court mage. Obviously. None oh. of you are court mages, right? I am not, definitely. I'm an academic. No, man. Scarbin Turtles. Yeah, 
<laughs> I've only been to a court once. Well, then that is more than most. I I was just asking because I've I've heard rumors that they their magic is slightly different than the our strongest magic, and I was just curious what that if you knew more about that. I am no court mage, and they keep their secrets to themselves. Well, there is right. little I would be able to tell you of that. Um, Doran, you've been wonderfully helpful tonight. Thank you so much for all of the information that you've provided. Um, if we wanted to impress the general when we meet him tomorrow, I, I imagine there will be a chance for us to meet him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be our... our uh, you know, what is he looking for in his soldiers? Oh, yeah, because we're, like, so hard in. We're, like, we're so excited to, like, help out however we can. If you had, perhaps, uh, a few examples of some of the daring feats you've performed in the past, things that he might, that might resonate with him, uh, things you have accomplished, that might go a long way to providing the sort of uh, expectation of what you might be capable of. Okay, so we'll put together our, you know, collective resumes and bring them in the morning. That sounds like uh, a a great first step um, as you meet with the general. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I am going to travel. I'm going to try to do my best to travel around and share some of this information with others that we might gather as big a force as we can from this. Though I don't think there are many here with idle hands. Of course, uh, and if you need any help, we're great at making mobs. That might be something to include in your uh, resume, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I bid you adieu and thank you. And he leaves. Uh, once he leaves, Diren's going to look at the group and be like, uh, I thought he was going to tell us stories. Yeah, he didn't tell us one story. No, no like I mean, we bought he him a of, meal. He, it, he kind of told us eight stories. He told us eight uh, titles. Yeah, he told us like facts, like, you know, like a story. You know this, Ellery. They were very I can't believe dramatic I, facts. I can't believe I was just starting to explain what a story was to you. I I would accept those little bits as uh, maybe even more helpful than a story because, you know, it didn't have all the, the stuff you got to dig through. You know, like when I tell a story, there's there's a lot of details, but there's also a lot of, you know, extra stuff. Versus when Belroth tells a story, it's, you know, just the bare minimum information. And I felt yeah, like it was more on that spectrum of story. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I recognize that immediately. And- I would never buy Belroth a meal for his stories. Also, we bought <laughs> no, him a but... meal, and he works for the the government? I'm not really quite sure what's happening here. Well, I mean, or it, it seems like uh, like he needed it, you know? Sure. Hey, hey, wh- I'm okay with that part. What do you think uh, about doing some magic for the general? I feel like that's, that could be a good enough resume. Yeah, I feel like we probably shouldn't hide the things that we can do. Well, to an extent. I'm <laughs> fairly confident I've got to hide about 90% of myself. I oh, no. don't know if I can. I can't even put up a hood. These horns would get right in the way. If I did, they would just kind of stick out. I, I don't have the horns that poke well, back, which would have been nicer. They just poke upward, which is very hard for hoods. 
Yeah, but they look great, man. The hoods or my horns? Your horns. Thank you. Darren, you're I mean, being so cool nice too. to me today. I mean, I did say I wouldn't buy you a meal for your stories, but <laughs> yeah, man, you're welcome. Well, you're being nicer than normal, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and if anything, you should appreciate that, like, it's just the truth, you know? Well, unfortunately, I know what people probably will think of me. And that's um, stressful that I, it's not great to hide it, but I wish I could. And that's not a great feeling. Doesn't make me feel good about myself that I want to hide myself in this moment. Belroth, at least, you know, you everyone knows you're a tieflin and they're willing to give you a chance. Me and Scarpin aren't even, you know, we can't even get that far. Well, actually, Ellery, I think I almost got a date down by the docks. Uh, uh, she was quite smitten really? with me. What was she... Yeah. The, the 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 bank lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, the therapist. Uh, oh, she was very pretty. I yeah, know, I thought so. I, I don't know why you didn't stay. You could have... Well, maybe maybe later tonight if we have time, but, uh, you know. I mean... I think, it, uh, I think people will accept us. Uh, maybe you should cover your face, though. Who? Who are you referring to? You Ellery, kind of looked Ellery, broadly sorry. at everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I was... Um, no, maybe maybe a mask for tomorrow, just so you don't have to hide the the, the, the so you can sing and, and use your magic you know, more freely. You know that that masks tend to, to show your mouth. They tend to show you know your eyes and your mouth, and that's the well, those are the important things. What about what about a uh, like a, a bandana over your mouth? That doesn't seem very fashionable, but it would be practical. It also doesn't. It seem it seems like. When people put masks on, they've got something to hide. Well, you could you could show the general yeah, your face when you meet them, but then uh, it's my battle. It's my battle mask. It's a- it, it doesn't. It didn't translate great. There was a little bit of a sound of it, but I definitely saw in Mike's eyeballs. I mean, like you have something to hide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know, just to, so you don't have to... I mean, if it's going to interfere with your magics, I just would rather have you be, you know, able to use your strength. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, me too. I just, I guess, you know, maybe if I got fake teeth that went all the way down to my, <laughs> you know, to the bottoms of, of my fangs, you know, so I had really big top teeth. Yeah. Maybe that would be something that... All of my teeth are long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, a mask would help too. <laughs> I don't want. I don't. I don't want to wear a mask. That's fine. Okay, I just could. Yeah, could you concoct this story? Just the thing story. about masks is that they hide everything but your teeth. <laughs> well, what if you wore a mask that works the opposite way? That only hides your face. That like would be ridiculous, Ellery. <laughs> Those don't even exist. What if you tell like, a little bit of the truth in that you are. You have beaten the curse that they are so afraid of. Technically, right? You are not, if if in our world. No, no one beats that curse. No, but in our world, you were never properly turned, right? And you were never turned into this mindless slave. You could say that you fought one and came out the other end, or you as a child. But I didn't. Oh, okay. I was only, I was only a kid. Well, so, okay, like, hear me out. 
Uh, I think Ellery, uh, maybe like at some point, it might not be a bad idea to get like, you know, those big fake teeth you were talking about. But like, I don't know that you're going to be able to make those before tomorrow. Um, I can do <laughs> anything I want. Oh, that's and she, um, she kind of pulls her pulls her hands out and she closes her eyes and she she wiggles her fingers and. She sings, I've got a prick in at the tips of my fingers. I've got an image in the back of my brain. Where there was nothing, let there be something. Show me a new set of teeth. And she makes like big old top dentures. <laughs> what what uh, spell are you using? This is the I can make something. Cool. This is the uh, Bard, Bard College <sighs> thing. I can make whatever the heck I want. Is it concentration? It's called Spark of Creation. I don't think it is. I think you just make it. I but it, I don't know how long it lasts. Right? Probably. I imagine long enough. Even if it doesn't last until tomorrow, it should recast it. That's dope. It's such a cool. Yeah, ability. it's. It won't last until tomorrow. I think it's like uh, the number of hours equal to the bard level. Um, but. I don't like that Anthony's thinking about it, but I feel like we, that, that, that yeah. Uh, Hillary, that, that's that's wonderful. That's a great idea. See, no, no, I can, no. I can Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the created item disappears after a number of hours equal to your proficiency bonus. Hillary, you uh, sing your song and you feel the magic of creation uh, pour out of the of the world around you into your hands like you're holding it like you can shape it like you can mold it and you give it the intention of this row of dentures that you're going to pop in over your teeth to make you have i guess like a, a like a shark mouth is what you're going for like full filed no, fangs no, Gary Busey. all the way around or very yeah. yeah. he says very okay. goosey like just really really long top teeth okay uh and as you prepare this, the creation magic forms in your hands. And then it won't stop. The creation magic is so thick, so heavy in this space that there's just more and more and more of this creation so, magic pouring in. Oh no! That it is just Too many everywhere. There's <laughs> suddenly, yeah, uh, from your hand is like a font of teeth oh, that just no. pour out all over the ground. Uh, first, it's so gross. It's so gross. There's so many teeth. Oh my god! I don't know. Do I don't know what's happening. Gun. I don't know how to stop Hillary, it. Oh my stop god! This Please, this is supposed to happen. Use, the Use the mask plan. Just do that, please. <laughs> First in the tens, then in the fifties, then the hundreds, a thousand teeth have spilled out onto the floor around you, uh, just oh clattering to the ground, uh, landing on the wooden floor of this tavern, piling up next to your table uh, until <laughs> eventually you're able to stop the flow of creation magic in this place. Uh, and this pile of teeth is sitting next to you you do have the set of uh, dentures that you can put in your mouth although i am going to expect you to talk as though you have uh way too long teeth that you've put into your mouth that are fake <laughs> uh and then <laughs> I, 
Uh, Deeran stands up and like opens his like cloak to like try to hide the teeth. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's way too many for that. You feel like you could settle into this pile of teeth and make a little teeth throne for yourself. That's how many teeth are here. I uh, would never. That's <laughs> disgusting. Deeran, that that would never cross Deeran's mind. <laughs> You're so this weird, is terrifying. Anthony. Are other people? Are other people in the tavern looking? Uh, the bartender is just wiping like he's wiping the same spot on the table and just staring at you uh, uh trying to uh, so figure out what's going on ellery is gonna look up and say whoa where did all these teeth come from <laughs> uh Darren, thinking really quick stands up and applauds uh he's like you're so much better at close-up magic than I am, Ellery. Where do you keep all these teeth to make that happen? Uh, very impressive, very impressive. DM Anthony here just reminding you that if you're enjoying the show tell your friends tell your family uh, let people know word of mouth and you can support the show at patreon.com slash or you can check out the shop at adventuringpod.com slash shop make sure you check the show notes and the website for all our social media including our discord where you can come and hang out with some great people we'll see you there and until next week I wish you nothing but critical success Serious business.